Hey, what's up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. My name is Victor, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Patty. Hey, beautiful people. <laughs> and today, we're going to talk about spirituality and sexuality. This should be a fun, juicy topic that we've never really shared about, and that we have a lot to say. Our our sexual expression, like who our relationship with sexuality, at least for both of us, has changed mm-hmm. dramatically since bumping into uh, the spiritual path. Yes. And I know this can be a topic of a lot of confusion, and me and her both have gone through a lot of ups and downs and changes and transformations in regards to this topic, and we just want to share our take on it to maybe help some of you who are going through anything or just any of those who are just maybe curious what the heck we have to say about it. Yeah. So sexuality is about as natural and like fundamental as a pillar of human existence as anything I can think of. Well, you need it to create life, right? So and there you go. Case like- in point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, we, it's ironic in light of that, that we live at a time with such narrow minded sort of thinking, not really among you guys, but just collectively speaking. It's like uh, if I were to sit here and say all people should be white, Caucasians. That's, of course, an extremely ignorant and stupid comment because there are many, many ways the human form expresses itself. Mm -hmm. And that's how sexuality is. There are many ways to express sexuality. Um, And we're living in a time right now where we're seeing a, a lot of new ways of expressing sexuality and i'm ecstatic to see it because it's really challenging the status quo and opening up the minds and hearts of humanity and i think that's the result of the spiritual energy is now present on the planet sort of stripping away a lot of this uh oppression and illusion uh, and allowing just the true dynamic force of sexuality to kind of be more expressed in an undiluted way. So I'm excited about sexuality, <laughs> the evolution of sexuality, <laughs> yeah. and more so excited to get into this podcast where we'll share more of our own personal journey with you. So what I have here is that the the, the, the first thing I wrote down is that my relationship and I think Patty would agree, our, our relationship with sexuality was challenged by spiritual growth. Would you say? Yeah. How so for you? Um, well, my relationship with sex was, I didn't have any like education from about it except for what I learned from friends and through school. We didn't talk about it in my home. It was like, as far as I was concerned, I was like artificially inseminated as a child. Like there was like no talk of sex at all. So I developed a very dysfunctional association with sex. Um, and coming into the spiritual awareness, I mean, it had to, that had to break down. So I had to develop a healthy, um, view on sex. Right. So you had a head to like, Make some changes in your your relationship with it because... I had to let go of the beliefs that I had created about sex 
and um, create see. new ones. And spirituality, in a sense, sort of shed light onto those oh, beliefs. Oh, for where, sure. For a while, maybe you were unconsciously just emoting those emotions, you know, when when in a sexual experience or something. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like there's been, there's been so many ways. There's been so yeah, many different angles. I wasn't angles. sure if you wanted me to dive deeper into that or if that was going to be later. It's up to the... you. They're just, I'll just, I'll share one of my examples, which is totally, a totally different spin off of this if you want. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Unless you wanted to. No, 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 that's okay. fine. Because I, what I was, I was going to dive deeper into one of the other topics, like what about it, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go into mine. Then you can share a second one for you after that. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or third okay. or 70th. So for me, one, one that had been going through, I would say over this last year or two is more about a belief about sexuality. And it had to do with uh, my beliefs about being gay. Now, I've had gay friends my entire life because a lot of them, I think, had sense that I just really accept them and they were just, they appreciated being around somebody who was like cool with them. So I've just always, gay people, for whatever reason, have always really liked me. <laughs> um, but the craziest thing is now that I'm in a new situation where, and I don't know for sure, but I suspect our nine-year-old might be. Yeah, I mean, she very well could she be. She very well could because be. she she wants her hair really short. She wants to dress. It is short. It's she extremely dresses short. Like a boy. She dresses like a boy, and People she's been like that her for, for many a boy, years. A boy all the time. She does. Just the yeah. other day at the gym, um, I always get like comments like, "Oh, you have three boys," and I'm just like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." And but either way, just seeing my daughter choose to express herself this way, it was surprising to me when it bothered me. And mm -hmm. I had to really look into like, why is this bothering me? Are am I sort of like have a little like bigotry or narrow mindedness within myself? And the answer was, yeah, I did a little bit, and it allowed me to kind of go extremely deep into my own beliefs about sexuality, and really, it's like forced me to open up. And uh, I kind of I kind of give an example out of a book. Some of you might be mad about hearing that. There's this book called Blink. It's by an author named Maxwell. Uh, what is it, Maxwell? Malcolm Gladwell, real famous author. It's a really awesome book. And it, it talks about this test it gives to people it, to sort of prove that we can be sort of culturally influenced at a very, very deep primal level. And there's this test where it flashes a bunch of different images on the screen of people, human beings, and, it's, and you have to answer within like a very short span of time who would be the most likely that you would assume to be a convict. And even African-American people would fail this test and sort of lean towards being prejudiced against African-Americans because it's so culturally, um, it's just a deep-rooted thing that we've all been subjected to. So I realized for me that was part of it. There was like this, this deep unconscious like resistance to being gay. But the fact that my daughter came into my life and open revealed that to me, I was happy. I was happy to deal with that. And now I'm in a much, just a much more pure, like a real on all levels acceptance. I thought I was before and no one would have ever assumed that I wasn't. I didn't even know. But this situation, really, the spirituality in a sense opened me up even more deeply. Because I think we're living in a time where we really need to kind of go deep with our our unconscious beliefs and, and let them go once and for all so we can have peace and harmony and acceptance on this planet once and for all. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share something else, love? I know you mentioned. Well, yeah. I, um, yeah, I can share. I can share again. So for me personally, um, I'm, this is totally off my, uh, 
the Maya topic just that's cool okay. yeah I, I, I covered um, that adequately one of the main things for me was um, guilt and shame associated with sex the dysfunctional relationship with with sex was that if you did it you should feel guilty and shameful and so um, I created situations for myself sexually that caused me to um, feel more guilt and shame because of the way that I was going about expressing my sexuality. Mm. And um, when we started this journey, if you will, I kind of already had that uh, knowing of that, that I felt guilt and shame when, when we, you know, when I would have sex or talk about sex or anything like that. And, um, waking up to the idea of it being normal and okay was very freeing for me. And it allowed me to slowly release the guilt and shame associated with it. So nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Sorry okay. if that was like a little bit long-winded. I was trying to like think. Of I was the quite long-winded okay. previous to that, so it's okay. We'll move on. We have okay. we have, as you can probably assume, five things to share. Number two is we're going to talk about what kind of helped us. One of the things that helped me, again, not with a particular issue I was talking about, because my sexuality has or my my uh, my relationship with sexuality has, has been uh, adjusted in so many different ways. But um, one of the things that kind of helped me was to like research sexuality and research sex mm-hmm. on just on the internet. I found blogs about people who are like, have like master's degrees in sexuality and they'd write these interesting blog posts and stuff. And I would just find, I was like educating myself with, with sources of information that resonated with me as a way of sort of forming my own beliefs. Right. I realized in waking up that all the things I really thought about sex were just sort of handed down to me from like the the parenting or, or lack, you know, like, uh, you know, society, the yeah. teachers, and just the way everyone else was about it, mm-hmm. which we're living in a society with a lot of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And it was, I didn't really know what I thought of. I didn't really know anything about it. So just researching it was very, uh, very empowering and liberating for me, just kind nice. of as you expressed earlier. It really gave me a confidence in like, I, I can I can have a yeah I, I can just I, it's it's okay for me to form my own beliefs and opinions and stances with with this and in doing the the research it allowed me to kind of feel confident in my own beliefs nice so what I don't know if we wrote it down but was there no, anything that okay. kind of helped you <clears throat> yeah so <clears throat> excuse me um obviously just growing and changing that helped release the guilt and shame associated with it but um specifically the plants have really helped me. So, um, drinking ayahuasca, sometimes my visuals would be very sexual and I wouldn't understand. I didn't understand exactly like where that was going. And I would just allow it to kind of come in and just say, okay, this is normal. This is, you know, this is a natural thing, obviously. And, um, I still had some, uh, dysfunction, um, associated with sex. But it wasn't until I recently dieted the rose plant um, where it really shed a lot of light on um, just how natural sex really is and how I still had um, a dysfunctional view on it. And um, one of the things during dieta is you're not supposed to have sex. And... um, 
Some people say you're not even supposed to think about sex. You have to really focus on just the plant. But all through the whole rose diet, I could not get away from sex. I couldn't stop thinking about sex. I couldn't stop like hearing about it. It was like we had a retreat and people were talking about it like the whole time. And I'm like, okay, I can't have sex. And it's just like in my face, like, what is this? And I realized that um, the I associated sex with love. And if I wasn't having sex, then I wasn't feeling loved and, or I wasn't loved period. Just, I wasn't loved at all. And, um, Rose really helped me to shed, she shed light on that. And she also helped me understand that I am loved and sex is wonderful and beautiful, but it doesn't have to be connected to love because love is something different. Intimacy and love is different than sex, though they can be used together in a beautiful way. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that was very helpful to me to go through that like period of like celibacy in a sense when you did that because that made me sort of realize that like a lot of like the yogis, they talk about sexual energy as being like a legitimate energy. Right. And it I is. was able to experience that. Like I really felt more energized and I was able to channel it in a different way. And that was a totally tangent comment, but just as a way of highlighting just how diverse this topic is right. and how much we've dot, I say divin, how much we dove deep into <laughs> this as we've ex- car, you know, as we gone, have gone through this awakening, there's just yeah. been so many angles to this that have changed for the better. Right. It's sort of interesting to really lay it out like this, even for me to kind of rehash our experiences and growth. It's kind of, it's neat. Yeah. Um, and we're not done. Let's see. <laughs> Number three. Now we'll share about how it's changed. Like we, we talked about how it was challenged and, and we're still de- we're still in the process. There are layers to this, oh, yeah. but we've Especially come quite a ways. Because the, um, society has such a dysfunction with sex like sex is everywhere but yet it's not it's still not talked about and not you know but everything is sexualized even like cheeseburger ads will be sexualized in some way so we just society gives us dysfunctional views on it so from all angles yeah yeah, from we're getting it from all angles yeah so it's a deep deep thing that needs to be shifted Sure, sure, yeah. But anyways, now we'll share a little bit about how it's changed for the better, our relationship with sexuality. So for me, I would say it's become, I become more allowing and less resistant to my natural, like the sexual desires and like the actual like fundamental energy. I don't question it as much. I don't suppress it or or think it's wrong or I just sort of understand it as just a, a, a it's almost like I got a mind of its own it's just mm-hmm. a raw dynamic free flowing always multifaceted and changing energy and I do my best to kind of yield to it and and not again define or judge myself based on how I'm feeling sexually mm-hmm. um, and then another way it's also become more heart centered I definitely especially with the rose diet you did mm-hmm. like for a while that we were both much more truly um cognizant of how it is for the other person Mm -hmm. like i really want to make it a mutual experience rather than just myself so that was one of the things that getting very very open with this one but that's sort of how it's changed for me how about you yeah um i would say that for me it was the same like sex was yeah. yeah very similar um for me sex was always about the 
the other person and never so much about me. And, um, it wasn't real. It really was after we were, got together and all that, that that started to shift and it started to become more of a mutual thing. But, um, another thing that has changed for me is that, um, sometimes I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get a little bit, um, graphic, I guess, but sometimes, you know, you have like this really like strong sexual energy that you just want to like ravage your partner. And, and for me, that was a very uncomfortable feeling like being okay with that and saying that's part of it too. And it's okay to have those feelings and to have those moments where you're just, it's really just about the sex itself. And then there's other times when it's okay to really just make love to your partner and really be sexually intimate with them. And that doesn't mean that I'm like a whore or slutty or something. If I don't need to make love to my partner and I just want to like F U C K. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, that's the only way I can really like, yeah, no, that's kind of what it. I meant. And I was just going about it in a much softer way by sort of honoring the multifaceted nature of sexual energy and, and, and not, not condemning it or suppressing it or feeling guilty about it or thinking it's wrong. Right. So I think you just expressed that in a much more clear way. Yeah. I was sort of alluding to that. Dancing around it. Yeah. And then also, um, being more accepting of um, like fetishes, if you will, and saying like that's just someone else's uh, expression of their sexual energy and that doesn't make it weird or wrong Mm -hmm. if just because I'm not maybe into something like that. It's um, all just a part of it. And and, um, I became a lot more accepting of, of different ideas involving things that might not be something I'm in, you know, into sexually. Yeah. So that's another, another thing that has changed for me. That's a good point. I didn't, I didn't think to mention that, but yeah, I've also become a lot more accepting of all the different ways people want to express themselves sexually mm-hmm. and, and, and see it like, you know, it's like anything. It's like a, you go to a museum and there are certain paintings or a piece of art that are going to resonate with you. Right. It doesn't mean that they're the best ones or the right ones. They're just the ones that happen to resonate with this present incarnation we're living right now at this moment in this time. For that person. For that person. But yeah. it, it's a big museum. And right. it's silly to think that they all need to be ideal for us. Yes, you know? exactly. It's like that. There's just so many different ways of going about it. Um, and yeah, I become just way less judgmental and more accepting mm-hmm. based on you know, my, my own self becoming kind of challenged in a sense, you yeah. know? Okay, what do I have here for four? Now we're going to change the tone a little bit and we're just going to sort of hypothesize why at least me and I think you believe that there are so many newer expressions of sexuality going on. Uh, on the planet Mm. that sort of really is shaking things up Mm -hmm. i personally have a again a hypothesis that it's uh old souls are coming in to to express themselves in really expand the spectrum 
of, of beliefs that we tend to have on the planet collectively. Mm-hmm. And initially it's rustling up a lot of minds and beliefs, but that's precisely what needs to happen at this time. We need to be cracked open yeah. from our rigid ways and our suppressing ways of going through life. And I, I just have a strong um, appreciation and fondness for those who are coming in now that uh, have chosen to be to to express themselves in a way that's perceived unusual to our present sort of closed-minded society. Yeah. So I think I think they're here to help wake us up. Oh yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. I also have my own um, theory, theory, I guess. Um, but we when when we were in we had a I had a reading by Jennifer, the psychic that we um, have come to our retreats in Sedona. And one of my, my nephew has come out as transgendered in the last year. And, um, I just asked Jennifer, like, what, what can I do to help my mom accept, um, my nephew into, into his new life? And I can, then I kind of asked like, you know, what is like, what, what is the cause of this? And she told me, that um, because the world is really dive the the earth I guess is coming more into the divine feminine, which is why these little girls like Maya and my now nephew have um, are identifying with the masculine because that's their true self, but they need the divine feminine energy of their physical body here. So that's just one theory that hmm. makes sense to me. Um, and also I think that, um, it's really just something that these, they came into, they came into this earth wanting this to be their challenge or their situation in life, you know, because it's, uh, if you look at it on a spiritual level, it's a fascinating, fascinating thing to experience. And, um, a lot of growth happens internally when you can truly accept yourself for who you are, whether your physical body expresses that or not, you know? So, um, I just think it's amazing. I do too. It's very exciting to me to see how expanded it's already become. Right. Just sexual, human sexual expression and how, 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 uh, much richer and, and diverse it, it's right. turning out to be yeah. as a, as a, again gr- broadening that spectrum of, yeah. s- of sexual expression. It's, it's I think it's exactly what the planet needs. It really needs to open up right to more possibilities. Yeah, it's also really neat too because if you go back to like our parents' generation, you know when they were young, the people at that time couldn't really truly express themselves in that way. They were forced like you're a girl, you wear dresses, you like pink. You right. know, and you're a boy, you wear pants and you don't you, cry like blue and you don't cry. You don't show your emotions. And so there was this very rigid expression of what femininity is and what masculinity is. And now it's not like that. You know, a man can be very masculine as well as feminine. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect. And it's, yeah. you know, that's accepted now. Whereas you know, 50, 70, well, my parents, my, my parents are 71, I think. Um, 
But you know, that many years ago, it wasn't accepted. And if you think about it, that's really not that long ago, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's really, really cool to see, you know, I'm excited for where it's going to be when our kids are our age, right? you know, at the rate it's progressing. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then lastly, I just wrote down sort of a conclusion that we've gleaned, if it can be summarized simply from our experience with this, is that it's all about self-honesty and the courage to be yourself. Right. It really is just uh, a lot of the conflict was our own conditioned judgments upon this dynamic sexual energy mm-hmm. and these labels and this what's right and what's wrong and how things should be. It's all this this mind-projected um cast of limitations upon an energy that really can't be can't be encapsulated with our mind's concepts and beliefs and anything it's just it's it's like a raw a raw dynamic energy that has a life of its own and we can yield to it and say this is it's okay this is part of me or we can fight against it but i think that fight is going to be more challenging to to endure as time goes on yeah I also think that um, it's just really opening up everybody, you know, all the different ways to express yourself sexually, whether it's by your gender or by, you know, the way that you dress or the things that you do behind closed doors. Um, It gives people freedom, you know, it gives you, it gives you freedom to say, Hey, that's cool. Or, hey, you know what? I'm not, I don't care for that, but I'm glad I tried it, <laughs> you know? Right. And that's like, it's perfect. And it, it, you know, again, it gives you freedom and it's, you're liberating yourself from the um, conditioning, the dysfunction and all that. You're healing by being able to fully encapsul- encapsulate. 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 Is that right? Yeah, basically. I'm going to just say embrace to fully embrace your own sexuality, your own sexual energy and know that it's yours and yours alone. And you can choose to share that with people or keep it to yourself. That's it's all perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's all we have the right and the freedom to be free with it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And that's very liberating. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope you got something out of this. This is sort of just the, the, I would say the resistance I felt even putting this podcast out is an example of the fact that I'm still growing. (laughs) Still still getting comfortable talk, being so open with this kind of thing. I could see this maybe upsetting some people or triggering some people or whatever. But uh, I think it's important. I would, I would say if they actually listen to the podcast, I don't think they. You would. never know. You'd be surprised. Trust me. You don't read, really. You don't see the feedback again. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't yeah. see any of the People comments do. or anything. But. But I'm doing my part to sort of step outside of my own comfort zone to kind of talk about this. Because I think what we just talked about are things that people think about. People think about. people, But a lot of people maybe don't feel comfortable just voicing it so boldly as we kind of have. So mm-hmm. hopefully this is sort of uh, it can start a little revolution where people can start yeah. feeling comfortable just talking about whatever the heck is really going on in their minds. So yeah. it's what was going on in our minds this week. And we <laughs> hope you get something out of it, my friends. Um, anything else you want to share? Uh, I didn't assume there was. I just asked. No, yeah, close no. It. No, no. Everything's perfect. Okay, good to close? We're good to close. Let's do it. Let's close. Okay, my friends. You guys have an amazing <laughs> day. A fantastic week. We'll see you here next time. Namaste. Namaste.